Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 447 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about your kids, okay? And as a you know, relatively new father, this is something uh, that is on my mind, and somebody who's very interested in finance, this is something uh, that is on my mind. But we're gonna talk about your kids. Uh, and what you can talk to your kids about when it comes to money, uh, what is appropriate when it comes to different ages, how this is going to pay off, all these different types of things, because it is important and it is the primary way uh, that your children are going to learn how to manage money and it is uh, from you, right? More is caught than taught. So we're gonna talk about that and a lot more in today's episode. So stick around uh, for discussion of all that and more. Uh, before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites. Tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So I ran across uh, this article this past week and I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. I thought it was something that uh, should be shared. And it said, uh, talking to your kids about money can pay off in the future. It worked for me and is uh, written by Michaela Cohen. So I wanna uh, go through a lot of the things that uh, she talks about in this particular article um, and you know give you a lot of insights as to what I believe, how I think uh, you should be talking to your kids about money, about finances, all these different types of things. But we'll read through the article together, uh, talk about a lot of things along the way, and hopefully you can take away some major things that you can teach your kids uh, about their finances, or maybe even change the way that you think about your own finances so you can teach uh, your kids one day about uh, these things in the proper way. So this is what she writes. Uh, Roth IRA, high yield savings account, and mutual funds are just a few of the phrases regularly thrown around my family's dinner table when I was growing up. So just quick aside, if those are the things that are being thrown around your uh, dinner table, then you know it's not unlikely that you're going to be financially successful or uh, at least make some pretty good financial decisions because you're learning about things that most you know kids aren't learning about, right? And things that do become quite vital to uh, your financial thriving later on. So I'll continue. She says, I didn't realize it then, but having a parent who worked as a financial advisor for several years meant that I was gaining invaluable financial knowledge. Uh, these conversations, which not all of my friends and peers got to experience with their own families, helped boost my confidence with money and set me on the path to becoming a financial journalist. You know, obviously because of this article, right? Um, but I think this is neat, right? It's neat uh, that, you know, somebody can become a financial journalist because, you know, their father was uh, a financial advisor. And I think that this is so true with uh, many of our experiences in life, right? The things that we hear the most, the things that we are around the most tend to become the things uh, that we are, tends to become the things that we become. And um, she says something very specific in that paragraph that I think is, is very important. Uh, she said, it helped boost my confidence with money and set me on a path. 
right? And I think this is something that parents have the responsibility to do, right? They have the responsibility to help teach their kids about certain topics so that you can boost their confidence and help them to be successful, right? My dad always said when we were kids, uh, me and my brother, that he was going to, you know, make sure that we were confident, right? Building confidence in things. And I didn't really understand until later. Uh, but when you're confident about something, uh, whatever it is, right? Then you'll do it with all your might. Then you really step into it with a lot of um, fervor, with a lot of um, you know, intentionality. But if you're not confident, then uh, you're not likely to get the best results out of whatever you're doing, right? Just think about if, you know, you're going to go work out, but you're not confident in your ability to do certain things, um, then you're probably going to do them at either like, you know, lower weights if you're lifting weights or um, for less time if you're doing cardio or whatever, right? You're not going to get the ultimate amount out of your workout if you're doing um, things that you're not super confident about. And I think the same thing goes for our money, right? Um, if you don't understand the stock market, then you're going to avoid it, right? You're going to try to um, interact with it as little as possible and learn as little as possible. Um, if you aren't confident about, you know, budgeting or your ability to spend money in a you know responsible way, then you're going to just keep kicking the can down the road, not really paying attention attention to that near as much as you should. But if you build confidence, you build the knowledge, uh, then it can set you on the proper path. So I think that's a great bit of insight there uh, by Michaela. So we'll, we will continue on in her article. She says, that's true, even though I grew up in a household of lower socioeconomic status. My brother and I ate reduced price lunches throughout our entire time in the public school system. Uh, my dad's stint as a financial advisor ended after only five years. Uh, what I didn't know as a teenager, hearing my dad rant about diversifying your income and putting money into investment accounts, was that my exposure to his personal finance lessons at an early age would stay with me for years to come. So there it is, parents, right? Uh, it's really never too early to start um, you know, planting seeds in your children because those seeds uh, can grow to great big oak trees if you continue to uh, water them and foster them into the future. So how financial exposure impacts kids. It's no surprise that kids absorb habits from their parents. Behaviors around money are no exception, whether your parents talk to you about money or not. Kids primarily learn about money from modeling their parents' behavior. And that's from Brad Klontz, a, a clinical psychologist and certified financial planner. Uh, he calls these moments financial flashpoint experiences. Okay, so learning from modeling their parents' behavior. So this is the whole idea of more is caught than taught, right? Uh, the behavior they're modeling, not modeling what you said. They're modeling what they saw you do, right? They saw you do these things, and so they are doing these things in their own life. So these are events that happen in childhood involving money that kids may or may not fully understand, depending on whether or not their parents explicitly explain their meeting, which I think is a big you know, problem is that most parents don't explain the meeting. They just do whatever it is in their own financial life or um, with money you know, with their children and don't really explain it. And that, uh, I think, does a disservice to the child. Now, think about being told not to spend your $5 allowance on candy or toys as a kid. Did your parents explain the value of saving your allowance? Did they explain the concept of investing? Or did they simply tell you not to spend it because they said so? 
Right? It makes sense that parents should teach their kids financial literacy, but in many instances, money can be a sore subject for families, and parents may not be equipped to teach their kids about a topic that they're not totally comfortable with themselves, right? So it's this trickle-down effect. If they were not confident and comfortable with their finances, then the likelihood that they're going to you know, teach their kids in a way that their kids can be confident and comfortable with their finances is not highly likely either. And I'll just tell you this, I did not come from a household where uh, my parents put this big premium on investing, right? That, that was something I had to learn on my own. Now, did they teach us um, that, you know, saving money was good or that giving money was good or uh, that you could spend your money on certain things? Sure. They, they taught us, in my opinion, I think my parents taught practicality because we weren't necessarily at the highest uh, rung of socioeconomic status, you know, far from it. And so I think uh, it was all about, you know, modesty in, you know, your financial decisions, uh, not overdoing it anywhere, being frugal, um, those types of things I got from my parents, but not necessarily the investing and things like that. So that proves, at least through my own experience, that you can see things that your parents do and learn from things that your parents do. Um, and even ask them questions about things like, you know, things that they've done that you haven't, like buying a house or buying a car or whatever else. Um, but there are things that you can enhance your financial life with by just learning, right? There's a lot more out there uh, than just, you know, budgeting and being frugal. There's a lot more out there than that. But we will continue on here. Uh, many parents don't talk to their kids about money because they are stressed out about it and they don't feel good about themselves around money, right? They don't feel like uh, they're making the right decisions. So, um, they don't want to teach their kids. And I don't think it's because they don't want to teach their kids the wrong thing. I think it's because um, they feel like they have no right to tell their kids something when they feel the guilt of not making the right decision themselves. Now, the problem may not be that your parents didn't want to explain the concept of saving your money instead of buying a chocolate bar. It's possible they just didn't feel confident enough about their own savings uh, to explain the concept, right? Um, because how would you feel if you were... Uh, you know, let's say you are a teacher, right? And let's say you are a, a gym teacher, right? Or let's, just something like that. And you know, you're talking about the importance of getting out and being active and, and working out and being physically fit and all these different types of things. And you don't do any of those and you're overweight or you're um, you know, not working out yourself or you're not trying to make yourself better. And yet that's what you're out here teaching, right? The hypocrisy uh, eats at a lot of people, right? And not to mention the effectiveness of that teaching uh, falls on deaf ears many times, right? Um, often I think about uh, the effectiveness of a guy like Dave Ramsey teaching about money um, for you know, 30, 40 years, however long he's been doing it. Um, and I think a lot of that effectiveness comes from the fact that he's not just this guy who did everything perfect um, or did things that you can't do. He is this guy um, who went through bankruptcy, which I think is something that other people can look at and go like, dang, I, I went there too. I did that too. Or I've been through that as well. Uh, how did you get out of it, right? And they learn from the experiences that they see that Dave went through. And so they can learn from that person's teachings because they can relate to them, right? Um, it's very hard when you're trying to teach somebody something that you yourself are not even doing, right? So for parents who don't have it together, uh, can you blame them for not trying to even teach their children? Because I mean, kids aren't dumb. Kids can see through what you're doing. Um, and you know, it can make you feel like a fraud as a parent to, uh, do things in a way that, you know, Hey, I'm not even doing this. And yet I'm trying to teach this to my child. Nonetheless, 
uh, over half of Americans don't have enough in savings to cover a $1,000 expense. Um, and roughly 20% of employees regularly run out of money before their next paycheck, uh, which is up from 15% a year ago. So you're trying to give kids a leg up and the leg up they need more than anything, more than giving them money, quite frankly, is giving them the mindset that will help them manage uh, their money well and acquire it along the way. And um, if again, if parents are you know, living above their means and they're not saving money and, um, you know, they're running out of money, they're living paycheck to paycheck, all these types of things, then it's going to be very, very hard for them to teach good money habits. And if they're, you know, teaching their own money habits, then obviously those aren't working either. Uh, so that is not going to help the kids anyway. So how can you help your kids? I think that's, um, you know, at the crux of this episode. How can we actually help our kids. So about 83% of U.S. adults believe that parents are the most responsible for educating their children on financial literacy. Um, this was a survey by CNBC and Momentive, a uh, market research company uh, conducted in March. The polls include 1,149 parents. A uh, few ways you can start educating your kids are by using online resources, being aware of your money behaviors, and introducing financial topics as early as you can. In my opinion, the best thing that you can do to teach your children about money is to first clean up your own financial situation, right? If you're deeply in debt, maybe not, I mean, I'm not suggesting go share with your kids everything about your financial situation or share with them, you know, the dollar amounts or whatever, but sharing with your kids your own, you know, struggles or sharing with your kids your own um, goals and things like that, and then celebrating with them when you hit those goals uh, can really show them that there is good to be had out of your financial situation and ultimately their own financial situations. It can provide them a lot of confidence to learn what it looks like to get out of debt or learn what it looks like to, you know, save up money to buy a car in cash or to invest money for their own future, all those different types of things. Now, by the age of three, children understand value. By the age of seven, children have developed a relationship with money. Yet half of parents don't talk to their kids about money, so there's a problem there, right? Um, so if you're starting to dive into financial literacy with your kids, one of the first places to start uh, is giving them an allowance. Now, this is not something that I was given as a child, and I don't know if it'll be something that we do with my son uh, or any children that we have moving forward. I don't know if giving them an allowance um, will be the idea. It might be more the com the commission-based deal where you know there are certain things that, yeah, you're just gonna do because you live in this household and I allow you to live, right? I allow you to eat my food. Uh, but I think there are other things that maybe above and beyond that you can, you know, earn money for, or, you know, teaching them how to go out and earn money doing things on their own, whether it's mowing yards in the um, neighborhood or whether it's, you know, lemonade stands or, you know, flipping Pokemon cards or, uh, you know, going garage selling via Gary V or whatever, right? Um, I think that, you know, all of those things can be good. I think what you ultimately have to do is teach, teach your kids that there is a value to money, that money doesn't just grow on trees. You don't just give them money, uh, but they actually get some type of reward for some type of work that they do. Now, this money helps kids feel involved with their money decisions uh, and are a good way to learn about budgeting, saving, saving, delaying gratification with spending, and giving money to, you know, charities that they enjoy, right? You need to teach your children just period, the three uses of money, right? Giving, saving, and spending, you need to teach them, right? And then within the saving, of course, you need to teach them, um, you know, the investing portion as well. 
something that my wife and I plan to do and that, I mean, we're already doing, and we'll get into this here shortly, but, um, you know, investing for our son's future, that's not just for us to do, right? We want to, once he's old enough and, you know, get some money from a birthday or does some work and gets money from us or from someone else, um, we want to teach him how to take a percentage of that and put it into this investment account and watch this investment account grow for him. Um, that way he can feel like, hey, I've got skin in the game, right? I, I've got this uh, money put aside. I've got this money put away and it's growing for me, right? It's growing um, for my future and actually know that, you know, what he's doing uh, is actually moving in the proper direction. I think that is vital. So if you're not financially able to uh, give an allowance or, you know, if you're not financially um, able to, you know, give your kids money for doing work around the house or whatever, it's also beneficial to simply talk about the aspects of everyday life that involve money uh, as they arise, right? Talk to your kids about budgeting. Talk to your kids about debt. Talk to your kids about, um, you know, how they can give money, why giving money is important, why saving is important, why investing uh, is something that you need to be doing. You know, why spending money is not a bad thing, but it's not the only thing that you should do with your money. I think all of those uh, are vital, right? Just look at your everyday life and narrate as you go. If you're at a coffee shop with your child, you should be saying, you know, mommy or daddy's going to get this coffee by swiping my credit card or swiping my debit card and money from that card is going to pay the coffee shop. At the end of the month, I'm going to take money from my bank account and pay off that credit card, right? Um, or it's a debit card and the money is coming straight from my bank account and going to um, the coffee shop. So these are things that kids need to know. If they just see you swiping a card, you know, you wonder why we always have had such a big credit card problem in this country. Um, kids watch their parents swipe cards without knowing that there's another side to it, without knowing uh, or thinking about or feeling the fact that my parents still have to pay for that even though they're just swiping a card. Now, if kids feel included in the conversation about money from an early age, it can help inspire their curiosity and likely make them more comfortable talking about money for years to come. Now, I don't know about you guys. Um, I'm sure I could have asked whatever uh, in my household uh, when I was growing up and, you know, gotten at least some generic answers. But I also felt like money was a taboo subject, right? Money was something you just didn't talk about, whether it was from politeness or whatever, right? Just think about, you know, when you meet strangers, you don't go to strangers and go, you know, well, how much did that cost you? Or how did you finance that? Or what did you do here? What did you do there with your money? All those types of things, because that's just not, that's not seen as polite, Right. So um, I think that deters a lot of us from talking about money because uh, just societally, culturally, we're not consistently talking about money in a way uh, that makes it comfortable to talk about even within the confines of our own house. Now, um, the, the author here, Michaela, she, she continues on and she talks about how uh, her dad impacted her. So I think this is um, you know interesting to go into here at the end. She said, my dad passed away in 2021, but I can still hear his voice echoing in my head. Automate your monthly bills, invest at least 10% of your income into retirement investment accounts. Don't let your bills exceed 50% of your income, which by the way, I think all of those are fantastic um, advices, right? Uh, automating your monthly bills so that they, they come out and you don't have to Think about it and you don't get behind. Uh, invest at least 10% of your income. I say more, but at least 10% is a great starting point. Uh, don't let your bills exceed 50% of your income. Basically saying, um, you know, don't be spending money on things just so unnecessarily that you don't have any margin in your budget, right? And so all of those are very good things. 
She said, today I find myself working at CNBC and pursuing a career in financial journalism. And not only did my dad influence my career, but he shaped my long-term outlook on personal finance. I have a Roth IRA account, an investment account on Acorns, a high yield savings account, and a CD. I don't necessarily like CDs, but we'll, we'll give her a break there. Not every 20-something still in college can say that they have done the same. So apparently she's still in college. Uh, in high school, I came home one day and I told my dad that my favorite class was AP Economics, an advanced placement course centered around macro and microeconomics. His eyes lit up and he told me, I guess all of that money talk rubbed off on you. And he was absolutely right. So I think that's a really nice sentiment uh, to her father there. But it just speaks to the fact uh, that what parents do matters. What parents say matters, right? The things that you are doing and showing your children or not showing your children is going to shape what your children ultimately end up doing with their own money. And look, I get it if you don't feel comfortable being a hypocrite. I get it if you don't feel comfortable trying to teach your kid about something that you're not good at yourself, but that doesn't give you the you know, out of saying that you don't have to teach them about it, right? It is still your responsibility. So then what does your responsibility be, become, right? It becomes, let's learn about money, right? Let's, you know, learn about what's best to do. What's the, you know, best thing to do at this point in my financial life? How do I clean this up? How do I get moving in the right direction, right? Learn all the fundamentals and then take your kid on the ride with you, right? I, I get it that you don't want them to see you fail. You don't want them to see you as anything but Superman or Superwoman, but at the same time, um, I think they respect parents a lot more uh, that are honest with them, that tell the truth, that show them what life is actually about, and they benefit a lot more. I think, honestly, there are things that I think my parents showed me and taught me that I benefited a lot more from based on the fact that we just had conversations. Um, but I can see people that are adults now that didn't have those conversations with their parents. So they don't know, or they don't understand how the world works in a certain way. Right? So it is the parent's job to talk to their kids about money. It's your parent. It's the parent's job uh, to build that foundational aspect of your financial life. Right? We so often look at the education system and go, Hey, education system, why in the world aren't you teaching taxes? And why, why in the world aren't you teaching personal finance? And why aren't you teaching investing? And why aren't you teaching all these types of things? Why aren't you te teaching how to buy a home? All these types of things that are necessary, right? Are, are big uh, things in our lives. And I think it's multifaceted, right? I think it's the fact that you have people working in education that also aren't comfortable talking about money with kids, right? And you've got parents who they don't talk to their kids about money, so they want to push it off on the education system. Um, and then that becomes just this spiral downwards because if your parents didn't learn about money and they didn't want to teach you, then you don't know about money and then you end up having kids and you don't teach them and then it just goes on and on and on, right? But at some point comes where like somebody can break the chains, right? You can break that cycle uh, and say, okay, I'm going to learn about it on my own if I have to or I'm going to be a good parent and try to learn along with my kid. And then your kid learns about money and sees that there is a premium to that knowledge, right? A premium to be had uh, via that knowledge. They see how important it is. And then they can apply it to their own children and their own lives and create a new cycle that is, you know, a, a positive one, that is a fruitful cycle uh, into the future. And, uh, you know, we're not just looking at this a downward spiral of you know not knowing and not knowing and not knowing and not winning with money 
over a long period of time, right? It is 100% uh, the parent's responsibility to just take the bull by the horns, do the thing um, that may seem uncomfortable, but I promise you, you do it enough. It's just like anything else, right? Have you ever tried to have a hard conversation with somebody that you didn't want to have? I mean, we're not talking about your child, just anyone, right? A hard conversation. Um, you know, breaking the seal on a conversation like that is difficult. But once you've broken the seal, many times you can talk to that person very candidly and very openly at all times, right? If things go well, that is. So I think the same can be said for your children, right? You may not be comfortable talking to your children about whatever it is, but once you ultimately do it, I think that the seal has been broken and then you can open yourself up for questions from them. Um, you can you know, talk more openly about it more often uh, and you can both learn as you go. Look, I don't think there's the perfect thing that a parent can do. I know I already see it in, in my own life. You know, my son's 10 months old and um, I, we already see it. We already see that like, you know, you try to teach your kid all these things and you try to prioritize certain things and many parents do prioritize some things over others, whatever. Um, but you can only, there's only so much time in the day to teach them, uh, but they are constantly catching on to the things that you are doing. They're catching on to the, to the things that you are saying. They're catching on to your actions. And I think if we want to have financially stable children, we want to have financially uh, literate children, then we need to be acting financially literate ourselves. We need to be doing all of the right things that we can do, um, you know, building those good financial habits. And then hopefully your kids uh, will begin to do the exact same. So just a quick aside here at the end, a couple things that I think you can do for your children um, that can really give them a step up is, of course, you know, pushing them to work, creating that, um, you know, that balance between, okay, you know, you get money, but you get money from work, right? Money comes from work. Money doesn't come from thin air. It comes uh, from work. So teaching your kids to work, make money in whatever capacity, however that is age appropriate uh, for them, do so. Um, and then obviously those, the, the three major things about money, you know, giving, saving, spending, those uses, teach them what those are, teach them about investing. And that kind of pushes me into, even if it's just a little bit, um, you know, having an account set up for your child that's either a college account or, you know, a custodial brokerage account, whatever you want the money to be used for. And I've got plenty of episodes talking about those types of things. Uh, by all means, set one up and just start automatically putting some money in if you have money to do that with. Obviously, do that within the bounds of the financial action plan and where you are in your own financial life. But the quicker that you can do that, the quicker you can set your kid up for uh, long-term financial success. And um, that can be a point, you know, where you can say, hey, this is something that you would want to do. This is, um, you know, what I'm setting this money aside for. And it can start to uh, create priorities in their life that are uh, centered around something that you're doing and a habit um, around money. But I mean, giving, saving, spending, um, and I mean, letting your kids spend money on things, right? Let them spend money on things that they want, but just don't let it be all the money, right? Don't let it be everything. Of course, kids are going to have, um, you know, toys that they want. They're going to have, um, you know, things that they want to buy, things that are very, you know, shiny and uh, may just get played with twice. But uh, I think some of the best financial lessons that you can learn are, come from like buyer's remorse, right? Buying something and then uh, a little while later, wanting something different because you don't really like that thing that you bought, right? But you spend your money on that. That's what you chose to spend your money on. And I think that's a good lesson to teach your children as well. Again, leaving a little bit of leeway there, but 
uh, being pretty, you know, stern on the fact that like, hey, we are going to give, we are going to save and invest, but you can also choose things to spend your money on and then you learn the lessons there. So um, hopefully this is helpful to you guys. Hopefully this can uh, help you to lay the foundation with your own children or your future children, uh, or maybe this can help to motivate you to get your financial life on track and start moving in the right direction. That way you can actually be a good role model for your children. Uh, and you don't have to, look, I'm not suggesting wait to have kids until you're financially stable. Look, I think some of the best financial minds, some of the best financially uh, when it comes to, you know, their money and what they learned and what they saw are people who saw, um, you know, struggle or they saw their parents work through something and they said, hey, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to be like my parents and work my way out of that and um, be resilient in that way. Learning resilience is another thing uh, that your children can learn from you when it comes to your finances as well. So hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully that you Hopefully you can apply this to your own life uh, and be a better parent when it comes to uh, financial literacy with your children. So thanks for tuning into this episode. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan, keep you accountable through that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.